The NFL Combine is this week. Which Big Ten players at the top of the draft do you need to be looking out for in Indianapolis? You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Nate Dickinson. Thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. As always, be sure to follow along on the show wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten. One zero when you're typing it out at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports with Twitter. Coming out on today's episode, we've got a look at the NFL Combine. Some big first round prospects set to go off the board here early in the draft. And they're going to be showing off their skills in Indianapolis here to this week. What does it mean for some of the biggest of the Big Ten's NFL prospects? These numbers, we'll get into it here on the show. Also, some situations to break down in Big Ten basketball as we get down to the last week of the regular season. Michigan is right on the bubble, but also could potentially earn a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. And also, we've got other bubble teams to worry about as well. We'll get into everything going on with Michigan and Michigan State's canceled now game with Minnesota. That's all coming up later on the show. But first, let's dive into some Big Ten prospects. As I mentioned, as always, plenty of Big Ten players are set to go in the first round, if not the first couple of rounds in this year's NFL draft. And this week in Indianapolis, the draft combine could separate millions of dollars potentially in contracts depending on where players get picked and some players have chances to shoot up even higher than their already first round projections this weekend so let's get into some of the top players in this draft from the big 10 and what exactly they have to prove here this weekend first name i want to start off with is illinois devin witherspoon illinois has been incredible with defensive backs this season and witherspoon is the head of the class he could be the top cornerback taken. However, there is, of course, tight competition there. There's a wide range of where he could go given where teams currently are picking at. So depending on what he does at the combine, it could make the difference between being a top 10 pick or merely like top 15, top 20. Witherspoon right now is pretty great, of course, all around to be projected where he is already. The only real questions are some questions with like lateral movement, being able to keep up with guys right off the line and top speed downfield. So if you're looking at Witherspoon in the combine here, you of course, as always with the corners, take a look at those speed numbers. I'm not talking about just the 40 though. When they get to that three cone drill, be able to get those different kinds of lateral quickness speed drills in there too. Those are the kind of things that NFL teams are really going to be looking at with him to see if he can be that first defensive back taken off the board because he's in the conversation now. But that could be the difference between him being the first guy taken in the defensive backfield or someone who goes second or third, which can be the difference of 10, 15 picks, depending on how this draft plays out. Next matchup I want to get into is a situation that's not really a big risk for NFL teams, but it's an interesting little matchup between a pair of Big Ten schools and Big Ten linemen. If you're drafting an offensive lineman in the NFL, you're hoping to get stability here. You're not risking the pick on a skill player that could end up flaring out. The idea is that if you're drafting a lineman in the first round, he's someone that you can plug into your lineup, get him acclimated, and have him stay there for the next decade. With that being said, 
the top two linemen on the board right now could easily be Big Ten players with Northwestern's Peter Skaronsky and Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. They're pretty neck and neck at the moment. And it really depends on what you like in the different skill sets between the two. But if you're looking as an NFL team at what each can do, it could very well be the difference between the numbers with these two players here this weekend that makes the difference as to who gets drafted first at the actual NFL draft. So that's, a, a, again, not something that I think is really interesting as far as how far up and down these guys are going to go because they're both pretty solid first-round offensive linemen. And they're going to go early to teams that need offensive linemen, as there always is with teams who are at the top of the draft. But who goes first, again, could very well come down to what numbers these two Big Ten linemen put up. And that's just a fun competition to kind of keep track of as we get into Combine Week. Ohio State's Paris Johnson Jr. and Northwestern's Peter Skaronsky. Skaronsky's been like consensus top lineman in the Big Ten for a long time, but Paris Johnson Jr. is right there here when it comes to draft time. Next player I want to talk about is maybe the guy who has the most opportunity to jump up here in this draft, and it's Penn State's Joey Porter Jr., I guess jumping up as far as in the first round goes. This is someone who could get into the top 10 with a great combine, if you ask me. An outstandingly great, great combine. Everybody loves what he does on the football field. Everybody loves the kind of instinct that he has as a player. Everyone believes he's going to be a really good NFL corner. There is, however, just physical athletic attributes that apparently he's lacking. And if he was able to put up huge numbers when he gets on there on Indianapolis this weekend, there's a chance he could skyrocket up some boards and get into the range of a guy like Devin Witherspoon with Illinois. However, I don't terribly expect him to be able to put up those kind of numbers. It's not something he's been typical of. I mean, the critiques are there because it's valid. But if he has that kind of a weekend where he is putting up just numbers that blow people away, that's the kind of jump that you could see among players in the Big Ten who are in the first round at least. That could be the biggest. He can move up 10 spots, 15 spots, if he plays his cards extremely, extremely well. But I just don't know if that's what we're going to see when we get to Indianapolis. Next guy on the defensive line, Iowa's Lucas Van Ness. This is a really interesting pick here. Because he's someone who's projected to be like middle back of the first round, but he's also someone who hasn't played a whole lot, doesn't have a ton of experience at Iowa. He's one of those guys who NFL prospects are going off of the raw talent on. So that, again, comes with a bunch of variables. If he does really well, he could be a for sure first round pick. If he doesn't perform so well here at the Combine, he could fall into the second round. But this is a guy when you're talking about, again, Joey Porter Jr. is a guy who could skip up pretty high, but I don't think he's fallen out of the first round. When you look at Lucas Van Ness, this guy has, with his limited playing experience, a greater emphasis on what he does here in this combine. And the reason why he's drafted and projected to be in the first round is partly because he's supposed to be so good at these kind of things. We'll see what he ends up doing here in Indianapolis, because if it's not impressive, that could spell doom for his first-round hope chances. But again, he's someone who is projected there in plenty of mock drafts as things stand. Final name I want to get to, Maryland's Deontay Banks. This is someone who, at least right now, has a whole lot of good stuff going for him, could easily be a first-round pick. But I want to emphasize something that I think with him in particular really sticks out, because the numbers aren't going to move him up here. 
He's an extremely talented athletic corner. But you need to realize that when the combine happens, everyone's talking about the numbers, of course, because the numbers are the official stats that go down. But you need to focus on more than just that. Follow along with your Locked On Big Ten podcasts who are going to be covering your players on your individual team. But also follow along with everyone who's reporting there live from the draft combine, the people who are talking to the people from the NFL who are going to be at these events. Because it's more than just the numbers. And with this guy, I feel like people know the numbers behind him and know he's a great athlete. But the questions behind him are more about the kind of stuff that Joey Porter Jr. has, the football IQ, the ability to make that right play and make that perfect decision in a timely manner in the defensive backfield. That's not the kind of stuff you're going to find there in just the numbers. That's the kind of stuff that you'll find in the drills that they're doing and in the reports that you're going to be getting after each day at the Combine, talking about how each player is just looking out there and what people are saying about him in Indianapolis. This weekend is about a whole lot more than just the numbers that get recorded. And I feel like so many people only focus on those numbers. But you need to follow your local beat reporters. You need to follow your guys who are there and actually going to Indianapolis. Because with a guy like Deontay Banks, He's someone who, if he has a good weekend, it's not going to show up in him blowing away with numbers that we haven't seen before from him. He's going to have his numbers. It's about what he actually does in the football situations that are provided there and how he looks in those spots. And the draft combine allows teams, players, reporters to get together and have those conversations about where they have these guys. And Deontay Banks is the kind of guy who could really move up the board this weekend not just by the actual individual numbers he puts up. So again, take a look at everything when you're looking at this combine, not just the numbers that are put out, but pay attention to what the reports and people are saying, because that's where you could learn just as much from the actual statistics and the records, what these guys are actually going to be doing come draft day. We'll get to more here on Lockdown Big Ten in just a minute. I have some, of course, Big Ten basketball stuff to get to as we get into the thick of the last week of the Big Ten basketball season. But first, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories that come with it, you need to try out Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you head over to Built.com, you can check out all of the variety that Built Bar has to offer. With 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and less than 4 grams of net carbs or sugars, you can get yourself a protein bar that tastes amazing and giving you the same nutritional punch that every other great protein product has out there. Built Bar does it all perfectly, getting you the nutrients while also giving you the flavor that you love and giving you a number of flavors that you've probably never heard of before. And if you go over to their website at built.com, you can check them all out and find the exact one that's right for you. They have new flavors coming out all the time. So head on over to built.com and check them out. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run and grab their 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro, too. So either go in store to Costco, go online to built.com. But whatever you're doing, head over to Built Bar and see what we've been talking about at Locked On for years now. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and the best choice to get yourself through your workout, your workday, or really anything else you have to get through the day with. Also, thanks again for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players too. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, let's talk some Big Ten basketball scenarios because there's some interesting things going on as we get into the last week of the regular season. First off, there's a scenario in Michigan right now where you have a team who is on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament bubble, but at the same time putting themselves in a situation where they could earn one of those top four double buys into the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament next week. And if you're Michigan, I had to have the conversation in my head of which would you rather have? the opportunity for an extra win, or the opportunity to move further in the Big Ten tournament. We talked about this at the bottom of the bracket earlier last week, about how when you have a Wisconsin or a Penn State team who's right there on the bubble, you'd almost rather get yourself that easy win in the first round and have to play on Wednesday, just because it's another win to add to your resume, over going into the Big Ten tournament in the second round, potentially losing to a team that, again, you would be the road team on and in theory, in Big Ten standings, would be better than you. And then you have no more wins going into Selection Sunday. That's a situation where I think you could legitimately consider wanting to be the 11 seed, say, over the 10 seed, as you would get that extra win and hopefully extra easy win against one of the Big Ten bottom feeders. It's not the same situation here for Michigan. If you're Michigan, you want to get as high up in the Big Ten standings as possible, just for a couple of reasons. But first of all, the standings are set up where Michigan wants that top four seed. With the way that the top four seeds are stacking up right now and who Michigan would play in that quarterfinal round, you'd much rather play an Iowa, a Michigan State, or a Rutgers over, say, a Maryland, a Northwestern, and Indiana. It's not really that close with the way that things are stacking up. I think that the teams are currently in contention for that by are better right now than the teams that are going to be in that kind of five to ten seed range. So just with the way the bracket's setting up, Michigan would rather have the top seed. But also at the same time, the main reason why I was thinking that the bottom feeders in the Big Ten would rather play on Wednesday than get the bye to Thursday is because the committee doesn't really care at that point how far you've gotten in the Big Ten tournament. If you're winning in the first round and losing in the second round, that may be better than just straight up not playing in the first round and losing in the second round because you get yourself the extra win. And when it comes to Selection Sunday... The committee isn't really going to care if you made it to the second round in the Big Ten tournament. Also, if you're playing in that second round in that situation, you're assumedly playing a team that, again, is by record better than you, and there's a better chance of you losing. So there's that side of it. But if you're in Michigan's side, if you get this top four seed, you're automatically into the quarterfinals, which means you're a game away from playing in the semifinals. And that game, by the way, that you're playing is a game that has to get through everybody else who already had to play before you. So you're playing a team that's already been playing before, of course, but also it could be one of the easier teams in the Big Ten. It isn't necessarily the team you're supposed to be facing off with in that next bracket. And also, again, if you're a top four seed, you're not playing against an Indiana or Northwestern or a Maryland or whoever else gets those top four seeds along with Purdue in that round. You're playing against that second tier. So assuming that you are, again, the better team and can win one game, then you're in the semifinals in the Big Ten tournament and a game away from the championship game. And that is when the committee does start to care about these things. Getting to the semifinals in the Big Ten tourney is something that will weigh into what happens on Selection Sunday. If Michigan's lucky enough to win a pair of games, if it gets the four seed and ends up getting to the Big Ten championship game, I mean, it, it's huge, huge. A reminder, of course, everybody already knows the Big Ten championship game takes place hours before the bracket is released. It'll be fresh on the minds of everyone in the committee that, hey, 
Michigan, that team that was a bubble team that we're going to be comparing with all these other bubble teams that fanned out early in their tournaments in the conference, that presumably, and were mediocre in the regular season. Michigan just played for a Big Ten title. Win or lose, whatever happens in that game. If Michigan's in that game on Sunday, that matters a lot to what happens later in the day on Sunday. So it didn't take me very long to think about it and just make sure I was right with it. But yes, if you're Michigan, you would much rather get as far into this Big Ten tournament as you can, especially with the potential of getting that top four seed and being the favorite to get into the Big Ten semifinals with the way that the Big Ten tournament is going to be stacked up. So Michigan, no way you want that extra game and potential extra win. You would much rather get further in the Big Ten tournament, just given the situation and the way that the bracket is playing out. But it, it's just something that's maybe obvious to a whole lot of people as I was explaining it, but something I had to make sure I had right in my head because I had the same thought as what I was talking about with like the 10-11 seed scenario. The other situation in the Big Ten basketball last week is that Michigan State is now officially, as of a little bit ago, not going to play Minnesota and will end up one game short of everyone else on the Big Ten standings. Or at least, if everyone else wins out, Michigan will be one half game back of a whole lot of teams and end up in the back of the pack as a team with eight losses. Now, this is potentially something that doesn't matter. Uh, as it stands right now, the difference between whether or not Michigan won that game against Minnesota would be the difference between them being potentially sixth place in the Big Ten and ninth place in the Big Ten which really doesn't matter all that much when you get into the nitty-gritty of it. Yes, it could be the potential of Michigan being uh, the higher seed in their first round game, but when you get into the middle of the pack there in the Big Ten, people aren't hosting games. It's not like it really, really matters if you're the higher seed or not. So as it stands right now, nothing's going to matter. However, there is that situation where we get to the point where Michigan State would have potentially been in contention for a top-four seed, and did not get the chance to do so because of not playing Minnesota. Let's remind you, Michigan State right now has left Nebraska and Ohio State left on the schedule. Minnesota was the other game. Pretty decent chance they win all three of those games. So if other teams slip up, and it would be potentially Michigan State in contention for that top four seed, that would be an interesting conversation to have. Again, a reminder, right now, it's looking like it may not even matter. And the difference between the sixth and the ninth seed is not enough for Tom Izzo to complain about. But if it gets into a situation where it could have really, really mattered for Michigan State and a couple of teams ahead take some losses, then that'll be really, really interesting to see how that would have played out. But I don't want to have that conversation until it actually happens. So we'll wait until the end of the week and the Big Ten seedings actually play out to see what would have happened if Michigan would have played and won that game against Minnesota. That's a look around what's going on around Big Ten basketball. Just wanted to get a guess wrap around around some of the biggest things before we got into the week of basketball ahead. Speaking of which, I have picks for you as well as the rest of the news from around the Big Ten here to wrap up the show. In Big Ten news, Jalen Huchofino sweeps the Big Ten Basketball Awards of the Week. He wins Big Ten Player of the Week and Big Ten Freshman of the Week after, well, an outstanding week. Tore apart Purdue throughout Indiana's win over the weekend. Huchofino well-deserving of both of those awards. Other Players of the Week in women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, of course, is the Player of the Week from Iowa. Buzzer beater against Indiana. Highlight an outstanding game from her, an outstanding women's basketball game in the Big Ten. You cannot be more hyped up going into Big Ten women's basketball tournament than what happened 
or then after what happened with Caitlin Clark and against Indiana over the weekend. Uh, Wisconsin Sarah Williams is the freshman of the week in women's basketball. In baseball, Iowa's Anthony Keaton is player of the week. Maryland's Jason Savakul is pitcher of the week. In softball, Meg, uh, Minnesota's Taylor Kraft is player of the week. Maryland's Trinity Schlotterbeck and Nebraska's Sarah Harness are co-pitchers of the week. And men's gymnastics, Michigan's Fred Richard is gymnast and freshman of the week as well. Also, Big Ten preliminary seeds are out for the wrestling championships that are coming up. That's, of course, way too many names to list out all the seedings for all the weight classes. Penn State leads, or I'm sorry, Iowa leads all, no, Penn State leads all schools with four top-seeded wrestlers to lead the conference. Again, if you want to go look at all of the preliminary seedings there across the Big Ten, go over to BigTen.org. I don't have time to read all the seedings out right now. We do have picks for Tuesday in Big Ten basketball. Uh, Indiana is hosting Iowa. Hoosiers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Hoosiers cover. This is going to be a matchup between a really hot Iowa offense and a really, really hot Indiana defense. I think the defense wins out in this game. Indiana's the home team. Indiana's defense has been consistently good and I think is ready to go into the postseason. And obviously, Indiana's feeling good after their win against Purdue. Iowa's feeling pretty good, of course, too, after their win against Michigan. But Indiana, the home team, I think minus five and a half Hoosiers can cover. I've got the other favorite as well. Michigan State on the road at Nebraska. They're three and a half point favorites. Michigan State needs this game bad. And Nebraska is a team that while they've impressed and have gotten themselves a decent Big Ten record this season, I still think the skill level just isn't quite there. And especially after Michigan State slipping up against Iowa, I see them refocusing here, able to cover three and a half points against Nebraska on the road. That's all for my picks and the news from around the Big Ten for the day. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton give you everything you need to know from across the basketball landscape every day of the week. They're bringing in the big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball world. Head on over there to Locked On College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This has been Locked On Big Ten. You can follow along with us wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports on Twitter. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Until then, this has been Locked On Big Ten.